You're listening to Dare Daily, episode 18. Welcome to Dare Daily. I'm your host, Sylvia Jagler. The Dare Daily podcast is designed to inspire, motivate and support you to create in life, work and relationships, whatever you crave for. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in, sharing your time and energy. I am absolutely stunned to share today's interview with Christina Heike. She's from Berlin, living in New York, and I'm coming to you today from Chile. And this is one of the last episodes within the Dare Daily season. We're gonna have a transition. More about that soon. In today's interview, we talk about the new decision therapy, how to access your inner truth, and how to become your own best friend. I hope you enjoy. I'm beyond excited here today to have Christina Heike. She is a trauma and holistic health expert, synthesizing science and spirituality that basically inspires your body to forgive and find freedom. She's a special form, former special ed teacher, MS in sports movement, um, has a certification and graduation in psychology. And today we will talk about the new decision therapy. She's a practitioner for over 20 years and a whole bunch of other amazingness within her. I'm so excited to have you here today, Christina. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Sylvia, for, for inviting me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> and before we will dive in, for all those who might or might not know you, would you mind to introduce yourself uh, briefly? And yeah, maybe you just want to start where you were born and yeah, what happened along the way? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Yes, I can do that. Even though your introduction was already awesome. Um, I was born in Berlin at the time actually uh, of the wall. I was uh, in West Berlin with my family, middle-class family. And I always was a little bit of the oddball in the family as uh, probably many listeners can relate to. Um, didn't feel really understood and loved and fitting in. And so my journey started early, uh, looking for tools and um, ways to um, feel good in my skin, feel good with myself and not crappy. <laughs> and uh, that brought me to yoga at age 12. Um, yeah. And from there on, I started collecting, collecting in quotes. Um, I started experiencing different modalities um, and became a yoga teacher, a naturopath, um, did quantum healing, studied Ayurveda and Ayurvedic herbs. So it's a, it's a variety of things. Whenever I found something that really helped me, I wanted to go and learn it so that I can share it with my clients and friends and family. Yeah, 99, I came to New York City, actually to finish my new decision therapy training with Candice Blakely, and I stayed. 
doors <laughs> were opening. You know, that is uh, one of the things I can share with the listeners as one of my guidelines. It's really go where you're welcome. Don't bounce your head against doors and walls. Uh, with the right timing, doors will open or some are not meant to open. So persistency, yes, but don't get bruised on closed doors. <laughs> and New York, you know, what's opening and opening, that would be a whole podcast on itself, my whole immigration story in New York City. Um, I lived here about six years back then, went back to Berlin uh, to give birth to my wonderful son, and we came back three years ago. Uh, my son and I, and I'm experiencing New York as a mother now, as a single parenting mother, actually solo parenting mother. Thank you so, so much for sharing. And um, yeah, you just shared about all the aspects you've discovered for yourself. And as you might know, we collect lots of lots of knowledge and to mm -hmm. today's time we can actually have any kind of knowledge instinctly mm -hmm. via google etc how do you manage to apply certain things in your daily life that's a wonderful question i think that's a question many of us are pondering about um it's really not so much about the knowledge because as you said knowledge is readily available anytime you know on our phones put it in google or whatever your browser is you got it applying it is that's our task you know to let this knowledge that kind of lives in the head let it sink into the body and that's what all the many modalities are for and one has to find one's own way and path that works so for me, it was yoga to really connect with my body and my body's wisdom. The breath work is a beautiful way to do that. And by the way, uh, listeners can uh, receive a free inspired breathing manual on my website, which is helpful to reconnect with your body, with your emotions. And that's also where new decision therapy kind of um, uh, hooks in. It's, it's working with the body's wisdom. So it, that makes it very different from talk therapy, even though I'm talking with my clients, obviously, just not only talking. I don't go by the mind stories because our beautiful monkey mind has so many stories, right? And we know them all. So often people are like, oh, I talked about my childhood so often. I don't, don't even want to go there anymore. The thing is, usually we just talk and kind of mull it around, but it's not getting released. And new decision therapy releases the trauma and blockages we're um, yeah, graced with. And Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing. We're going to dive into the new decision therapy a little bit deeper in a few minutes. So we will then just explore sure. really what it yeah. is about, what, what kind of um, aspects and actually what kind of magic is is really in this whole um, therapy but before we will dive in i would like to ask you because we we know each other now for a longer time <laughs> and um, we are kind of like the very interesting point about you for me personally was and i would love for you to share it with all our listeners is that you've also like 
all of us had challenges within your life, especially in your childhood, in your teenager time, which was actually a really huge part of your whole healing process. Would you mind to share a few words about that? Not at all. Yes. And I, I um, alerted already like in my little intro that I felt like the oddball in the family. So I felt not really loved. I didn't feel seen. And I was, I was actually pretty disconnected from myself. I was looking for like myself. I had such trouble making decisions and, and kind of finding my center. Right. I was I was pretty confused, even though from the outside, it might have not necessarily looked that way. But I, I knew it. <laughs> I felt it. Uh, I felt um, a little lost and looking for solutions outward. Uh, even though being introduced to yoga with 12, I was always very much checking in um, inwardly and looking for something that would help me go through those um, blockages and trauma uh, that I, I, you know, the emotional abuse from my childhood. And, um, well, I was, I was born to parents where, like, hitting children was, was still okay, and I received my fair share. And um, being a very sensitive soul, uh, that left quite some blockages. So my whole, my whole motivation and intention was really to find a modality that would help me release old patterns. Because even in my teenage years, I realized, damn, I'm running in circles. I'm like, I'm, I'm repeating behavior and, and I couldn't change it. Even though I knew it, they were back to the knowledge and kind of really being able to bring the knowledge down into, into everyday life, right? I, I wasn't able to do that. So I looked for modalities that would help me do that. Is that, um, ask away if, if you want to, um, me to be specific. Yeah, so, so the next question which would come up is how did the whole trauma within yourself impact your daily life back then? So how did you actually really, you said you felt lost um, and really kind of sensitive and obviously that the whole experience with <clears throat> a completely another approach kind of felt emotionally abusive for you. How did the whole situation and the whole experience impact your daily life back then? One aspect was a decision making like that was really debilitating. Like if you have a, even like a problem, like, like which clothes to wear, what to pick from a menu. And it's actually in trauma research, uh, they, they found that decision making processes are uh, impaired in people with, with trauma. The more trauma you have, the harder it's, it's getting. And um, not that I knew that back then. So the decision-making was something that was really a big hindrance in daily life. Uh, do I go to that party? Oh, my God, maybe not. Maybe yes, maybe not. Um, or triggers. I got triggered a lot, right? And, and had overflowing emotions and whatever. I got angry, got anxious. Um, the 
circling thoughts, like if you have like a conversation with someone or, or like a, an argument and then can't sleep because you're, you're still thinking about it and your mind is going <laughs> like, you know, 100 miles per hour. Those were things that were really, um, really not, not fun to be in my skin. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I didn't like myself that much. And this had probably lots of impact on your relationships, not only with your environment, but also with yourself. And as we, and as we know, our emotions are going to be most likely stuck and kind of located, stored within our body. And this is what, you know, when you just see kids, jumping around, running around, and it's scientifically proven that until the age of seven, we are kind of unconsciously, because until then we are not programmed consciously, so we discover the whole world and experience the whole world without specific filters we get throughout our lives, because of experience, because of education, because of environment. And within those years, we also stuck all the emotions within our bodies. <clears throat> so the next question I would love to ask you is about the new decision therapy. How does it impact our emotional body, generally speaking? To do the therapy or what's the basis of the therapy? What's the basis of the therapy when it comes to your emotional body? Because like I right. just said, okay. it's really it. lots of in our body. So what are the basics? And, you know, just to allow people to realize and recognize yeah. what are the signs when something is stuck in your body and how does it is impacted yeah. by the whole therapy? Great question. Yes. You already beautifully led into it with sharing that children really just absorb their environment it's like learning your mother tongue right they just they just do you know they don't have to go to school for that or they don't have to be sit down for it and taught um, and the same way we um, we receive our emotional our our social emotional uh, pattern or an impact at that time and um, it can be big traumas. It can also be just last straw events, like what breaks the camel's back, like being ignored over and over again as a child. You know, if you have parents who are, um, I mean, usually the parents hand down ancestral trauma. That's really uh, what, what is happening. So what happened in past generations I turned it down and we all come from generations that had a very different life from ours, uh, which reminds me on a, on a little joke. It's, um, so that goes, my grandma was really a tough woman. She, she buried three husbands and two of them were just napping. Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is we like, our past generations, our ancestors had to be really, really tough. Like in Europe, they went through two world wars. Here in America, they um, were immigrants. They immigrated from, from Europe because of 
starving, like really economical hardship or being uh, prosecuted. It's, uh, those people had to be really tough to make it, to survive. So they were in survival mode a lot. And parenting for them was providing food and shelter, number one. And then progressively, like in my parents' generation, education was already uh, a big one. But the third one of love and belonging is just more prevalent in our generation and more thought after because we're, you know, economically uh, more stable. And that hasn't happened for many people to feel really a sense of belonging and, and um, you know, really basic trust in life. And that leaves traces in our parents and they hand it down to us and we hand it down to our children. Uh, I hope I have cleaned my slate uh, fairly well for my son. And those blockages, those moments of, oh my God, if life is like this, I don't think I want it. And it might not be in those exact words, but that's the emotion of putting a blockage into one's body. It's an energy blockage on a cellular level that creates then a different pattern of energy flow in the body and energy slash emotional thinking flow. Mm -hmm. And nutrition therapy is such an amazing technique developed by Candice Blakely about 30 years ago. She introduced muscle testing into that whole um, talking approach. And with applied kinesiology, I am able to locate the point in time, often the exact event that broke the camel's back, that put that blockage into the body. And we go back there, we find the people involved in creating the blockage. And in the mirror, I guide the person through forgiveness, letting go, and loving acceptance to flush that blockage out. And then we test again, and the muscles that previously have tested weak are now testing strong. And just to add that to the breath, so important, you know, to remind ourselves, also like our listeners, just keep breathing. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, it's a beautiful vehicle to connect with ourselves again and again, every day. During, during our stressful times, you know, just remind yourself on the breath, what I just did. So also, besides those emotional patterning that is happening in traumatic, through traumatic events, we also have a health impact. So our, as we all know, the whole psychosomatic field speaks about that. It's connected. We're not like separated in, in, in different boxes. You know, it's all really tied in together. And so new decision therapy will release the, let's rephrase that. Anything that's emotionally connected in your health problem will be released by new decision therapy. And I'm seeing that in my clients again and again, beautifully, that they can reduce um, their medication uh, have complete shifts in certain health issues, migraines, for example, or um, 
irritable bowel syndromes, things like that are really um, shifting also with the work. For me, it's, an, an, it's a beautiful side effect because the main point for me is really to find peace within oneself and the space to hold oneself in, in, in love, like being one's best friend. So you basically mean that yourself, is, you are going to be your own best friend, right? Yes, that's, that's the goal, you know, to find, to find the balance, to be able to balance oneself again and again, because life will not stop to, to give us our challenges. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a myth. It's a myth that we're like, we, we reach a point where like we're just kind of floating on cloud seven. Um, I don't think so. And I mean, let, I don't want to discourage anyone from believing this. Just for me, like I want to be present in the life as it is. And that always will, you know, you connect with other people. You like our bodies are made to have friction. That's part of what life is. They're made to um, like, you know, have a illness from time to time, hopefully just nothing major. That's, that's our makeup. We're not, we're not, in a in a body that holds up a hundred years no illness nothing everything is perfect so our life will always bring us some challenges you know there will always in the interaction with people with friends we with love you know love relationships we will always have something that where that is not going as we expect it to go or as we wish it to go and so to be able to really hold ourselves in like embrace ourselves and be like, okay, you got this. You can, you can go through this. Um, it's, it's an amazing gift we give to ourselves. And for me, it was really from that teenager that had like a ton of migraines and, and like, like I, 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 as I said, I didn't really love or like myself so much. And this has changed completely. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's such a relief. It's, such a relief and feeling of freedom to be able to even if things like oh, you remember I broke my my ankle half a year ago just four days after I moved in with my son into a new apartment we had no furniture nothing so it was really like that was quite a bummer but on many levels it was okay and I was adamant to make this a learning experience for myself and grow with it and um mm -hmm. Sure, I shed some tears in the pain and all that, but I really held myself in love in all that time. And that, that makes all the difference. You are such a warrior. I'm not sure I'm, I'm not such a yes, huge fan of warrior. the warrior word itself. <laughs> and what, to be quite frank, although we have, of course, warriors in yoga, and it depends on which perspective you take or, and how you look at it. Um, but it is basically, I call it this uh, nowadays, the, like the trust warrior. You know, it's basically not from a place of fighting, but from a place of ease and peace and trusting whatever you're doing that this is meant to be. And totally. you shared, yeah. it's, it's, Let me just add this. It's not being a warrior, but a warrior. Right? Yes. Like, like stop worrying and, and go for it like we all have it in ourselves and 
find someone who helps and guides you for the pieces you need support because we all do we're social creatures we all need support at different points in time in our life uh, so i'm not saying like just like you know go forward you can do it yes you can but also make sure you have you have your support system so that's absolutely just, you know, no worry about a warrior <laughs> <laughs> and you've shared in your notes with me and this is what i would like to discuss um shortly as well is about assessing and getting to your inner truth Mm -hmm. um, like I've said, mentioned before, it's like you get filtered, you are influenced by everybody around. And like you've mm -hmm. mentioned, life is happening, not uh, to us, but for us. So mm -hmm. how would you say can someone really access their own inner truth on a daily basis? That's a big and beautiful question. Yes you got to find and like you got to explore different modalities for yourself and um the easiest is really to start where you are it's like focusing on your breath putting your hand to your heart and just allow yourself to breathe knowledge is everywhere if you want to find some like video where you you know get introduced to a breathing work or yoga or journaling Or if you love to dance, get up in the morning, make a dance, 10 minutes, your morning practice, uh, a nature walk, self-massage your feet. That's actually one of my favorites. I can recommend <laughs> everyone. I love the, that one. In the evening, in the evening, take some oil. If you don't have any essential oils, you can like just use olive oil or something. It doesn't have to be fancy. You can make it fancy if you wish. <laughs> Just massage your feet for like two minutes each and you will feel such a difference and your anxiety level will drop. You get more into your body. You sleep better. And Beautiful. And do you have any kind of morning routine by yourself? My morning routine? I'm, I'm a total creative. I'm also an artist. So... I, the work, work, work routine is already like, what? No. <laughs> so what, what I do, I vary my routine. So it goes from um, meditation, yoga, journaling. I love dancing. Sometimes I get up and draw. Um, What am I forgetting? Oh, I have a, like, that's a whole different animal. I am using a beamer that is an amazing uh, electromagnetic pulse frequency machine that I, I'm so not into machine, machines, but this is the, the only one I let into my life. This is like a meditation in itself. Um, Sorry, what is it? I, I, have, I It's called beamer. I can, it's B-E-M-E-R, but... I don't even want to get much more into it right now. That could be another conversation. People can contact me. I give them more information. It's, it's helping, like, it's helping the blood flow on a capillary. Uh, ah, very interesting. And it really, it, it helps your detox. It brings more oxygen into your cells, which helps with more focus and uh, mental acuity, relaxation, sleep management, stress 
release. So, um, it's so one of your magical if not, tools. If you're not so much into like, I, you know, I'm not really a yoga person. Or I don't like, like that's also a beautiful way of, of starting the self-care because everything is turning inward. It's like Gandhi said, um, you know, like when you distract yourself, you're, you're not finding yourself. Bringing your pieces together helps with relaxation. So that's often like, I, I, yeah, we see it around us. People like to distract themselves. If you have a problem, distract yourself with, you know, and nothing wrong with a little bit of distraction. But if that's your go-to tool, you're never going to solve your problems really, right? Because, uh, and, you, and you won't get closer to your heart. And I think in the end, that's all we're yearning. We're yearning for love and happiness and freedom and some more lightness in our life and that doesn't come from the outside it comes from the inside and that's really important to 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 embrace and mm -hmm. so small daily routines make a big difference if i would you know instead of going like to a retreat once a year and then do nothing have small daily routines even at your workplace you know, if you're really starting to get stressed out, breathe, count your breath for inhaling, six, exhaling, extend your exhalation so that your nervous system can switch from sympathicus to parasympathicus to the vagus nerve, get more relaxed. Use that. It's a beautiful tool, easy to use. No one even has to see it when you do it at your workplace. You just <laughs> Um, move, move your shoulders when you're sitting at your desk. Reconnect with your body more because that's really where like our emotional wisdom connects the knowledge and the daily action. And it connects in our heart. Like, and, uh, you know, also on a physical level, the heart is like in the middle of um, body and, 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 and head thinking. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so, so much for sharing. I think that especially briefing, what you've just mentioned is so undervalued and nowadays, especially for women, unfortunately, most likely a habit where we just breathe so sh in a shallow way. Yeah. And this, of course, leads to not enough or less uh, oxygen within our body, just anatomically uh, just not enough energy within your body throughout the day because we want our stomach to be flat or we have kind of dresses on ourselves, especially in an office. And when you just get into any kind of challenging or stressful situations, your breath is basically your breakthrough within any kind of stressful situation because yes. it allows you, like you've said, just to get out of your head and into your body and release yes any kind of muscle tensions which allows you to move on and not to store so many emotions um i'm gonna share all can the can I, can i just like because i want to um like actually add a piece to the uh, original question so you're asking me how to do it in daily life you have a lot of maintenance to do if you have not cleared out your blockages that's the big gift new decision therapy gives you. Like if you release the blockages, 
like onion principle from the outer layers to the core, self-forgiveness at its core. If all these, which are also our trigger points, the old trauma, those are our trigger points. That's why at certain situations we jump and are like, oh, hell no, what happened here? Mm. <laughs> when one of those old stories get triggered and often we have forgotten about it. We can't access it in talk therapy. New decision therapy has a way to access even the forgotten pieces and to release them and release those blockages for good. And that's really like, I have not found that in other modalities. You know, I haven't tried all of them, so please forgive me. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I have not encountered that, releasing for good. And so, so then the daily maintenance is like much less because you have much less happening to your system that throws you off balance. Right. If the trigger points are removed, um, you, you, you just deal with the daily maintenance, but you're not maintaining like 30 years or 50 years of life you have under your belt, plus the ancestral <clears throat> crap that came down the line. Don't get me wrong, you know, blessings to our ancestors because they brought us where we are now, but they gave us a lot of, you know, like survival mode, um, not very self-loving um, blockages mm -hmm. you know epigenetic has shown that by the way that those blockages are, are getting handed down to generations new decision therapy can release them and then you, you have to worry much less in daily life you know your maintenance program can be like you know a light-hearted joyful maintenance program and not you know rolling up your sleeves hard work every day mm -hmm. So I think that that's something I wanted to, to just add to encourage people to really, you know, try to release as much as they can. And if they go by themselves in front of the mirror and just, you know, something really like has had a big impact, so look at yourself and, and formulate a sentence where you forgive that person, where you forgive yourself, you know. <laughs> Thank you so much. Such beautiful closing words. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge. And I'm going to share all your links below at the podcast in the show notes so everybody can contact and find you around social media or contact you directly. Thank you so, so much. And in a nutshell, I think it's all about getting to know you, allowing yourself to get to where you want to go and yet yeah, find the inner truth within yourself. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for having me. Uh, a closing quote is also like our wildest dragon uh, protecting our greatest treasures. That's in my long years of Buddhist training uh, was always shared. So where we have the biggest problems behind that, if we're able to move through it, release those blockages, we will find our treasures. Yeah. It's yeah. so beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's absolutely lovely. And never forget, trust the process. It's all yes. going to be all right. Trust the process. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Sylvia. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. I hope you've received lots of inspiration for your daily life. 
And like every single week, I would love to hear from you what your number one takeaway was. Please share it below the podcast post on Instagram at sylviachagla.com and let me know what resonated with you. Thank you so much for sharing your time. And I look forward to see and hear from you next week. Let's get started and rock life, work and relationships. <laughs>